0: Hello and welcome to the Carter Report. I'm your host for today, Danny Shelton, and uh, with Three Angels Broadcasting Network, and what a privilege it is to be here once again with Elder John Carter, evangelist John Carter, and the Carter Report right here in Moore Park, California at the beautiful new facilities. Elder Carter, thank you for allowing me thank this you. opportunity to interview you today. Thank you. Right here in your own studios. Yes. And more part, brand new. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about how God blessed, how this came about. We're also gonna reach into the mind of Elder John Carter as we say down home, what makes him tick? And we're interested, what makes him tick? What is the message that God has given him to give to a lost and dying world? We have seen his work around the world, but we want to get inside a little bit because I believe many of you at home, the Holy Spirit is calling you to reach out to a lost and dying world, we can learn from this man. We'll be right back.
1: God has His time and His place for everything. And the time and the place now is Latin America, including Cuba. Time magazine talks about the second Protestant Reformation and describes how hundreds of thousands Even millions of Latinos are coming to the gospel of Christ. I'm not an armchair theologian. I'm speaking according to experience. I've seen it with my own eyes. Recently, we went down to El Salvador. There I spoke in the largest football stadium in Central America with the biggest crowd that that football stadium had ever, ever seen. They came not to see a football match, but to hear about the blood of Christ. Millions are coming to a knowledge of God in Latin America. Doors are opening in Cuba. Who knows? We may be going to Cuba soon. As the doors open, by the grace of God, we are going to step through those doors. And we want you to step through those doors with us and be part of our team for such a time as this. Please write to me, friend, don't put it off. Write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358 in Australia. Write to me at Terrigal, New South Wales. Be part of the Second Reformation. Join us and see the miracles of God. Amen.
0: Welcome back to the Carter Report. Once again, I'm Danny Shelton with Three Angels Broadcasting Network. I have the privilege today of interviewing none other than John Carter, uh, evangelist John Carter himself. Thank you for allowing me this privilege today in your studios. Part-time evangelist, Danny. You've been to 3ABN a lot of times. and support 3ABN. Well, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we support you. That's why we're here today. But we, we have a number of things we want to cover. There are people watching that really want to get into ministry. There are people wondering what makes you tick, as I mentioned earlier. And I'd like to find out a little bit, really, what is it you believe? Today, there's every wind of doctrine even within the church, I hate to say that. Oh, it's true. But there's all churches. Yes, We're Every church. We're seeing people go all different directions. John, mm. what is it that you believe, and why is it that you've given your life, I and mean, you have to believe it, or you wouldn't given you, have given your life to such a magnitude of evangelism that you do
1: like no one else that I've ever met? Uh, Danny, I believe this book is the Word of God. I don't believe it just contains some of the words of God. I believe it is the book of God. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sort of just an old-fashioned Christian. That's how I was brought up. Uh, I'm not slick or anything like this. Uh, I'm not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. I'm not a televangelist or any of those sort of Mm -hmm. people. I'm an old-fashioned Christian. I believe that there's a God who loves me. I believe there's a Christ who died for me. And I believe that this is the Bible. Many, many years ago, my friend Danny, I worked with an old evangelist in Australia. You probably haven't heard of him. His name was George Burnside. Mm-hmm. Man, he could preach. We don't, we don't make him like George Burnside anymore. But, you know, I heard him preach down in a town in Australia <clears throat> by the name of, wait till you hear it, Wagga Wagga. And he could preach for an hour. And then he would show pictures of his travels around the world, travels that illustrated the veracity of the Bible. And I had a young man sit beside me one night, and when he had finished preaching after two hours, he said, why does he have to stop?" Mm. Now, that's preaching. He was interesting. He spoke with the, with the authority oh. of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And he taught me a lesson. He told me this. He said, John, you've got to learn to be a Bible preacher. He said, don't be like these people who get up, and they get up, and they just talk about nothing. They've got nothing to say, and they say it very well. And so they get up, and they may take a text out of the Bible. Often they don't even take a text out of the Bible. They Mm -hmm. just give a lot of waffle, and he would say a lot of humbug. Mm -hmm. So I believe in the Bible. When I come to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, and you're asking me about, as a pastor, and I'm... First and foremost, Danny, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm only a part-time evangelist because I can't afford to be a full-time evangelist. It costs me too much. Here it is. It says, talking about, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, separate from Christ, without hope and without God in the world. People, mm. I've met lots of people. They, they say to me, well, no, no, people aren't without hope and without God in the world. They're really saved. Mm -hmm. they're saved until they reject so we're not saved by accepting, Mm. we're lost by rejecting Wow! you see? Mm -hmm. Turn turn the Bible I believe in Holy Scripture that teaches the necessity of preaching the gospel to the lost Mm -hmm. so when we went together to Russia when we've gone to other places that have been dangerous places I believe this this is quite a statement I believe that people will be in heaven who would not have been in heaven mm. because we went. Praise the Lord.
0: Now Praise people say,
1: Lord. no, 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 they would have been in heaven. You're trying to tell me that uh, you, you are so proud that you're going to say that what you do makes a difference. No, not a case of being proud. It's a case of believing mm. the Bible. So mm. I've got a conviction from God. And I believe that God has called every one of us to take the mm. message of God to the lost. That's why I support 3ABN, mm-hmm. proclaiming the undiluted truths of mm-hmm. the three angels' messages to the world, not playing politics, not trying to please men, trying to please God. Praise the Lord. I want to ask you something because
0: it's very unusual, and maybe it shouldn't be in, in, in our line of, of work for the Lord, but it's very unusual that a, a pastor evangelist that, that runs a, a ministry the size of the Carter Report. I, I think most people may not have an idea, have a clue of, of this organization, the size of it. That's not very and the, big, Danny. Well, well, not too big. The, the, the amount of money that has to come in because of what you're doing, not because you're paying big salaries to people uh-huh. and all of that, but because you're doing a huge work like you've done in El Salvador, if you've done, name the countries New Guinea, where you have 100, 200,000 people, the organization that it takes to get all of that together tremendous amounts of money, then your new facilities, the television equipment, all the studios. How is it that you can look into the cameras? I've seen you do it time and time again. The Word mentions 3ABN or some other ministry, and you tell the folk, why don't you support? I want you to think about and pray yes, about what you offering. would do. Yes, send for an offering. No, send, you, send an offering to
1: 3ABN. I know. How do you do uh, that based
0: on how much your own needs are? You have a
1: tremendous uh, amount of needs. Uh, Danny, you do the same thing. I have seen you send money to people because you believe they needed help. And you've sent money to us when we were desperate to pay our bills to preach the gospel. So when we've gone to places like Papua New Guinea and recently to El Salvador, nobody is coming to us from the church organization saying, hey, this is going to cost a million dollars. There you got a million dollars. You know, that doesn't happen. Mm. We start these campaigns without a bean. Mm -hmm. But we believe that the will of God will never take us where the grace of God cannot sustain us. And we believe that if we go ahead in faith and do what God wants us to do, he's going to talk to people who are watching the television programs and they're going to send money. you like this story. A man sent us, I wish he'd do it again. If he's watching, <laughs> would you do it again, please? We need it. He sent us 20000 Wow. And the reason he sent us 20000 was that he, he sat down, he told me this. He wrote 10,000. He was writing 10,000. Okay. And a voice said to him, make it 20. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is true. He said, yeah. I, I said, no, I'm making it 10. The voice said, make it 20. He said, no, I can to make, make it 20. He said, okay, I'll make it 20. That's how we got the 20. Hmm. If you believe that we are living in the day of God's power, if you believe in the efficacy of the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. Explains everything. One soul is worth the blood of Christ. Mm, mm, mm. Therefore we should tax ourselves, Alan White said, to the limit, to save one soul. Mm, mm, mm. We're not called just to have big conventions where the saints sit around and talk to the saints. We're called to go into the dark, hostile world and preach the gospel. Who says it? The Bible says it. Mm. Or try reading the book of... If you won't take it from the Bible, take it from Alan White in in the book of Evangelism. She said millions are going down into Christless graves because the church has not taken to them taken to them, the gospel. She mm. said millions are going down into Christless graves. How mm. can we sleep with that on our consciences? What you're telling me is,
0: and what I, I really hope, especially our young people today will be listening to, Elder Carter, is you don't look, it's called the Carter Report, your ministry, but you don't really look at it as your ministry. No, it's not. It's God's ministry because... Yeah. That's why you're looking for God to provide your need. Because what people don't understand today, so many ministries and all kinds of denominations, not just ours, but denominations, are so worried about the money that they won't really talk or support other ministries because they don't want people to support that other ministry. That's pride really foolishness. Well, it's a lack of vision, as you said, no vision Mm at all. But when really we're all in this together... Yes, we the are. The Carter Report, 3ABN, the Adventist Church, yes. the, you name it. We're all on this together to take the great gospel, the kingdom, into all the world. And when we look at it, is each other, and as Christians, even in our churches, the devil tries to divide within our churches. Yes, he does. And well, all, all that is, is to take our vision, take our eyes off of taking the three angels' messages to the world but I love and appreciate and respect what you and your family have done, is said, you know what? We're just gonna go do what God's commissioned us to do, and we're gonna ask those around us we have influence with to support ministries like 3ABN. And 3ABN has done the same with you, so we're so thankful to be able to work with you in the Carter Report, but I wanna take just a moment to talk to the viewers. And I can say this from the bottom of my heart. I don't know anybody who does more with the amount of money that's donated to them than the Carter Report. We're, again, if you haven't seen the, the audiences, the crowds, uh, uh, New Guinea was amazing. There must have been 100,000, maybe
1: 200,000. It started with 100,000, but the last night uh, about 150,000. 150, and and people, people told us, we didn't discover this until later, Other people had got arenas down the road where they could hear the meetings. So there were another two arenas, stadiums down the road that were packed. People listening and people pulling up in their cars, listening. All right, we're going to be back in just a moment. this earth can
0: hold just give me jesus give me jesus when i'm lonely and i'm nowhere to You. Welcome back to The Carter Report. I'm Danny Shelton with Three Angels Broadcasting Network, and I have the privilege today of interviewing evangelist, pastor evangelist, Elder John Carter. Thank you. Elder Carter, we want to talk about world vision, Yes, but I also want to talk about the times in which we're living. So many people say, well, we're living at the end of time, but didn't our grandfathers think that and their grandfathers before them I hear about an early rain and I hear about a latter rain. Yes. Explain to me a little bit because if we believe we're living in the end times, shouldn't we be sensing or hearing or
1: feeling about a latter rain experience? Tell us what this is from the Bible. Danny, many people who are not even Christians believe we're living at the very end of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems as though the demons are coming out of the bottomless pit, the demons of the book of Revelation. The Bible says that When Christ comes, he'll destroy those who are destroying the earth. That didn't happen in the days of our grandparents. Men today, for the first time in history, have the awful capacity to annihilate the human race. Mm. But one of the greatest of all signs is that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a witness for all nations, and then the end will come. The Bible teaches that right at the very end of time, There is going to be a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. Christians for many years have called it the latter rain. Danny, you and I have seen the latter rain. Mm -hmm. Not just something in the future. We saw it in Russia. Mm -hmm. We saw it in PNG. We saw it in El Salvador. We have seen it even in India, Uh where we've seen tens of thousands of Hindus and Muslims come forward to accept Christ. We are living in the hour of God's power.
0: Speaking of India... Uh, one of the things I really respect and appreciate about the Carter Report, you don't just go in, make a big splash, and leave. You leave ministry tools for the folks to work with and continue to work with these folk that come in by the thousands. India is one of those places. I know there several ministries. Your son David is involved. Beverly, tell me a little bit about what you all are doing there. India,
1: not as much as we'd like to. Because, quite frankly, we don't have, we don't have the money we go ahead and spend and spend. Um, India is the toughest place in the world. Mm-hmm. More than a billion people and about a billion demons too. It's a place mm-hmm. of, of heathenism and paganism. We ran a campaign over there several years ago. And people said, nobody's mm-hmm. going to come. This was the first full-scale evangelistic campaign in India. A citywide mm-hmm. campaign out of doors in a <clears throat> cricket stadium. Mm-hmm. And people came by the tens of thousands Hindus and Muslims. I can remember one night I walked out, and Danny, I say this in the fear of God, I felt the mantle of God fall upon me. This sometimes has happened Mm -hmm. to me, not all the time, but I Mm -hmm. actually felt a mantle of God's power fall on my shoulders. And as I preached that night, and as I made an altar call, thousands and thousands of Hindus and Muslims came forward in a great wave from the ocean. It mm-hmm. seemed. And they came forward with their hands raised, confessing Christ. That People say those things don't happen. Those things do happen. We are living in the days of God's power. Ellen yes. White made the statement that the, the latter rain can be poured out all around us and people will be so blind. Or they will not even know what's going on. This is what's happening yeah. today in the church. Mm-hmm. People are so blind. And so David has worked over there for years, going back and forth, we have a little team over there, and we have a little office. And we have a program now called Touching the Untouchables. Wow. These are people that nobody wants to touch. Mm. Beautiful little children, old men and old women. Mm. Nobody wants to touch them because they're the lowest on the on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And he, well, they have a program over there trying to help little girls touching the untouchables. This is a ministry that we need to see grow because the need is tremendous. Now what do you do for those young, young girls? What's the plan? David has a plan to teach them to speak English for a start. That's a big thing, for education. Okay, Help them to learn. They're taught also some of the great basic facts of God and the Bible. We're dealing here with, with people who've been brought up in paganism and heathenism, mm-hmm. and teach them to respect themselves. And to be educated and to teach them and to show them that people love them and are prepared to give them some clothes. Mm. And so David has got this program that's in in its infancy, Touching the Untouchables. We've got a man over there employed full-time doing this. It's beautiful. Uh, All he does is reach out, not just to touch wealthy people, but we have a ministry at present to touch the untouchables. And there are hundreds of millions of those, Danny, and we're reaching, yes. we're starting with some children. Absolutely. And you're teaching them about the
0: love of Jesus. You're equipping them with the tools they need. It's a wonderful ministry. And I, I so admire Beverly and David for their love. You see, it's not just Elder Carter, but it's a family, it's a ministry, it's a unit that you have a love because you put that first and foremost. While I, I've seen this over the years, while you believe strongly in all the doctrines, of the church, the great I doctrines, do. the Sabbath and the State yes. of the Dead, and mm. all of these things, that when you preach, you understand when you go into places in the world that they've never heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You don't go talking to them about jewelry or about the State of the Dead or mm. you, you introduce them to Jesus. They have to, to know there's a God and there's a God who loves them. There's a Christ who gave his life for them. You give them that first. But some of our people are so excited We go over there and try to tell people what they should do and what they shouldn't do and go to church on Sabbath, and we haven't done anything
1: for their salvation. Danny, we tell people what he's done for us. Okay. That's why it's called the good news.
0: All right. We don't give
1: them good advice. Advice is what you ought to do. Mm -hmm. But news is about what someone has already done. Okay. And the good news is what Christ has done for us. He's died for us and redeemed us on the cross. The amazing thing is, Danny, this is truly amazing, there's power in the blood. Mm-hmm. I've stood before vast audiences of Hindus and Muslims and Orthodox and atheists, and I preached the blood of Christ and the anointing has come upon me. And I've seen Hindus and Muslims. We baptised Muslims in front of the mosque in Kazan, wow. mm-hmm. in Tatarstan. Who is doing this? This is the power of God. This is not a man. This is not a ministry. Mm-hmm. This is God. Amen. Tell us,
0: speaking of that, about the power of God and about the people. You went to New Guinea. You had these huge crowds of 100,000 up to 150,000 people. And I heard and even saw a little phone, someone had
1: taken by a phone. Tell me about the dove. Um, this happened on three different occasions. A white dove, unknown to the hundreds of thousands of people in that part of the world, came on three occasions and flew over the audience. But isn't it full of doves over there? No, it's not. The people told me this. This is not my witness. The people, the pastors, the leaders of the church, they said, we've never seen this bird, such a white bird, that at the crucial time flew in over the audience The audience stood to their feet and raised their hands, and they cried out, God has visited his people. Wow. The final night, the dove came, and I saw for the first time that night the dove as he flashed over my head. I made an altar call, Danny, for people to turn from sin and from crime and from spiritism and demon worship Mm. and come to God. I have never seen anything like it. It was a sea of people. I imagine... Fifty or sixty thousand people tried to come down the front. Wow! They came from the east and the west and the north <clears> and the south. <throat> mm-hmm. They came in a tremendous wave. Because the dove of God was present in the meetings. Wow! Isn't that incredible? This is where this. You say, why do you do this work? I don't do it because I uh, just feel like doing it. I do it because I think it's taught in the Bible. You've caught the vision.
0: And once you have that, and, you, and you've seen the results, because you realize you can't do this yourself. No, and you've you have not this. The mantle, you felt that, that anointing comes over you, and then you see God take over, mm-hmm. and it's an, I'm, I'm sure it's incredible for you, what you're presenting. There have been times that I'm sure you've spoken and said, wow, that's good. I didn't even, you know, God gives you something so good, you're like, wow, hmm. that's fresh. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. God has given you an anointing, as I mentioned before in other programs, and I mentioned a lot, that like I've seen rarely um, in this day and time in which we're living. And again, I want to thank you for what you do for the cause of God. Thank you. The Carter Report around the world. Elder Carter, we only have a couple minutes left in this program. Tell us about Cuba. I am excited. When you told me mm. your vision for Cuba, I got excited, and I want the folk to know about it.
1: Danny, I believe that we are seeing today a revolution in the Latino world. Time Magazine Mm -hmm. called it the Second Reformation. That's Time Magazine. The Second Reformation. They said Mm -hmm. millions of people are joining the Protestant churches. Mm -hmm. We went to El Salvador, Mm -hmm. the land of the Savior, a land that has seen tremendous suffering and pain and sorrow, earthquakes, fires and floods. The vice president of the nation even came. Mm. And she came to me and she said, this is the very thing that my nation needs at this time. And so does Cuba. Absolutely. You know, it's been held down like uh, Russia was for many, many years. We know, we know that it's going to open up. The, the Eastern
0: Bloc countries, when that happened, you know, it was almost unbelievable, but it was divine. And we need
1: to be the first to move into Ab- Cuba. I don't care Absolutely. when I say first, I mean the church. Oh, I understand. We need to be the first to move in there, when the door opens yes. because of this tremendous hour. Yes. We need to get it into our minds that this is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And we might need to take the blood of Christ seriously. And we yes. need to take the three angels' messages seriously. Absolutely. And we need to take the coming of the Lord seriously. Now is the time to arise and evangelize, my brother Danny. We need to join hands together with the Carter
0: Report and hold evangelistic series is there that's like never been held in the great country of Cuba. Our time is just about gone. I'd like for you to give us an address. Those Mm -hmm. of you who are the Holy Spirit's impressing you, you'd like to support or get
1: information from the Carter Report. Here it is. Post Office Box, 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Write to us in Australia at Terrigal. Don't forget to write to 3AB and write to my friend Danny Shelton and support the preaching of the everlasting gospel. All right. Thank you
0: so much. And for those of you at home, thank you. Our time is all gone for today. Until we see you next time, may the Lord richly bless you.